Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. Hey, hey, it's me, Dan Grimshay, always here. Also always here, right across from me, Marky. Sound off, Marky. I am here. Also joining us, we're doing a, a, a one of those kick-ass crossover episodes. A primetime crossover. Our friends at the podcast, 66, mm-hmm. we got Ryan and Daniel. Let me hear from you guys. Uh, we, we, we practice this, Daniel. You go first. Okay. Uh, All right. Do I go first or do you go first? Wait. Is it one, two, three, you go? Or one, two, three, on three? (laughs) Ryan, are we doing one, two, three or on three? Uh, uh, Let's do uh, one, two, three. One, two, three. Hey, guys. Welcome. Somebody didn't get the memo. Sorry. We do do a four count here anyway. Thank you, Ryan, for knowing that. One, two, three, four, go. That was my James Brown count-in, sorry. That was good. That was damn good. It got me moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get up off of it. I am a drummer, so it just comes with the territory. (laughs) Well, so, guys, we're here. Man of many talents. And we are here, gathered together, talking about Star Wars Celebration. It's that season again. Mm -hmm. It's coming up, uh, well, actually, as you hear this, I think right now. Yeah, we're we're coming at you. We are previewing Star Wars Celebration. The night, the eve of Star Wars Celebration. So yeah. right now, when you guys are hearing this, the rest of us are probably getting in line to try to get into the first panel, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we are not asleep, are okay. we, Ryan? Yeah. I feel like I'm asleep right now. I don't know. It's like I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, well, Ryan, you're a special case. First of all, I know you mentioned your work week is finally winding down to the point you got two more days running on fumes, and then you get to go to your first ever celebration. Yeah, it's 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 like it's it's I'm earning it, right? It's like extra. Whenever you're going, <laughs> you got to put in the extra hours because you're about to go on vacation. And then once we hit Sunday, middle of the night. I'm doing an eight-hour drive from Tennessee down to Orlando. So, I mean, I'm, I'm raring to go, but it's like that stage of, like, it's like December 22nd. Um, it's so close to Christmas, but still got to wait. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I actually – I can remember when we would go fishing, and it was, like, the night before, and you helped your dad load the truck – and yeah. you're just all excited, and you just you're just up all night, and you and you you still have to get up like at you know three in the morning to go. And yeah, just, it's just that excitement, and you're just about to go. Now, as far as this particular celebration goes, I do not have. I am busy. I don't have the time. I am broke. I don't have the money. Oh, is that why you're not going? I am totally going. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to be there, and. 
Ryan, I know you don't know what to expect here, but um, just put yourself in a world where even in every line you're waiting in, you're going to turn around and you can have that discussion and people are going to be on your level, that Star Wars discussion. And it can be deep. It can be goofy. It can be all those things. But just being in which the inevitable line that you're going to be in, you get to talk to all these people that love this thing uh, around as much as you do. That's what you can expect. Yeah, that's that's never happened to me before because I live in Tennessee, which no offense, but I mean, I'm not in a culturally rich area. So I'll be like, you know, what you guys think of that Rogue One trailer? I don't know. Did you see that touchdown pass? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who comes from the home of rock and roll. But, okay. All right. Well, now that is none. The next time they do Celebration in Tennessee, You're I'm right. pretty sure he'll be the first one there. Don't. In, in Chattanooga. In Chattanooga, rock and roll ended with Elvis Presley. Let's be honest. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but, no, man, this is – this is. Um, I've been to two others – Okay, I was at the one in L.A. I don't even know what number that was. Um, right. And then, probably. I think they stopped numbering them at that point, didn't they? Yeah, probably. I don't know. But it was like in, I don't know, 2012? Ooh, I don't even mm-hmm. know. Uh, no, it was, I think it was for Celebration, not to be a nerd here, but I think it was Celebration 4 in L.A., then 5 and 6 were in Orlando, and then Anaheim was technically 7, but they stopped numbering in Anaheim. Okay. That was it. Okay. And then non-official eight was in London. Yeah. And now Now it's nine. Okay. There There we go. Everybody got that? Everybody's caught up. Everybody's caught up. And so, (laughs) but they they are, uh, you know, this is, and, you know, we're in the town of San Diego Comic-Con, which is the biggest pop culture convention in the world. And I get Mm -hmm. to go to it every year for the last 15 years or whatever. And it's amazing. And I have so much fun, but it's not, I have more fun at Star Wars Celebration because Mm -hmm. these are my people. You know, like more than anything. Um, and you just you really do get to have those conversations. And if you're lucky, you get to hold court once in a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean by that, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird that like I said, this is that's almost the weirdest part to me is that I, I host a Star Wars podcast every single week. Right. Mm-hmm. And not a single person that I know in like my personal life that I see on a weekly basis knows that I do this show outside my wife, because if I told them they wouldn't care. Right. (laughs) This is, I'm tempted to drag this conversation away from star Wars because that's fascinating to me. Really? All my coworkers, friends, family, like, uh, you know, like they'd be like, you know, big whoop, you host a, you host a star Wars. What? Like, what, what do you mean you talk about star Wars that much? Like who cares, man? Like, and so now I'm going to a place, like you're saying, it's, it's thou- literally thousands of people. Everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, is the person that was willing to spend a lot of money to hear people talk about Star Wars and walk on a stage and wave. And, like, it's, and they pay, they're paying hundreds of dollars just to get them to sign a poster. Like it's, it's going to be – that's probably the, the most exciting slash weird part for me. I'm going to feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. I'm going to because I'm like, who are, who are all these people? What do you mean you, you like Star Wars as much as I do? Because, like, Daniel, he lives in Orlando. There's – Disney parks, it's Star Wars everywhere. Like if he wants, if he wants to feel Star Wars fans, he can go to and to a Star Wars event. Me, 
No, I got I have my imaginary friends, and that's about it. So <laughs> that is kind of the saddest thing I've heard in I don't know how long, right? Aww, I, for real. <laughs> well, especially yeah. Now you stack it up next to Daniel here, who lives in Orlando, who's been to celebration and all. Jerk. All right, all right. Let's hear it, Daniel. Because now we're swinging way to the other end of the spectrum. I have a feeling yes. Marky has done about four minutes of research on what to expect this year. <laughs> so let's lean heavy on Daniel's expertise to yep. tell us about what's coming up here. Let me hold court. Let's do it. There we go. <laughs> Specifically what? Like, what, what, are, Marky, okay, so what is it? What are, what are you looking forward to? Uh, what words of ad, ad, advice can you give to Ryan? You know, just go at it, man. Like, preach. Okay, so uh, – it's funny. I was just telling someone this morning, you go and you're going to plan on a lot because you look at the schedule and you go, holy crap, I want to see everything. I want to do everything, especially this, this, and this. Well, first off, you're not going to do half of that. And three of the things that you can't miss, you're going to miss one of them. It's just going to happen. Amen. But what's going to happen is you're going to run into someone or something even cooler or maybe not as cool but more memorable. Yeah. And you're going to make new friends. You're going to see old friends. That you Wait, do, you, do I know that? I think I know that guy. Or are you at Sunshine Flower Jedi on Twitter? Yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. I just favorited your tweet last week. Oh, now we're best friends. So that's what happens at these events. That's just so cool. And I've made so many friends over the years at both Star Wars Celebration and Star Wars Weekends. And that's what you take away. I mean, seeing George Lucas come out on stage as a surprise appearance and – you know, watching Ian McDiarmid, like, force choke James Arnold Taylor on stage. All that stuff's great and memorable as well. But the stuff you take with you is, hey, I got to hang out with Dan and Marky. I got to hang out with, yeah. you know, your guys buddies. and that group. Yeah, yeah. Line buddies, yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's this, um, yeah, it's it's really just this, like, feeling where finally somebody cares that you know so much about this thing. You know, yeah. and it's just because you're, you're and I, and, you know, Ryan totally, totally hits it. Like nobody cares about Star Wars as much as you do, you know, yeah. and then right. finally you're in this place where they do. And some of them even may know more than you. And if you oh, yeah. are and if you don't need to be the <laughs> the only guy, the only genius in the room. Yeah, I think Ryan might, is bringing one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably right. And so you're you know, you really do just pick up on a lot and it's. Um, just being in line waiting to me is the one of the funnest parts of it. And that is the only way you can stay sane yeah. at a convention is to have that mindset. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad you know to impart that to others. Well, oh, you've been sure. to one before, Shay. I mean, uh, what were your thoughts? I don't know. I still haven't gotten in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you were there. What yeah, no, no, it is fun. No, you're right. It's well, that's what we talk about here on the show all the time. Yeah. It's that sense of community that you get out of the convention scene and which is great, which is what makes it possible for us to talk to Daniel and Ryan, who I feel like we haven't heard from in a while. So shut up, Mark. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> no, hey, it's your really guys' show. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I will hijack every Star Wars conversation. That's, That's true. Which All right. Is, well, then I'm gonna yeah. ta- I'm gonna take I'm gonna take ownership here, and okay. we're gonna shift gears a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because there's only so much we can say about the Star Trek future coming up at Celebration. You here said in Star Trek. 
Well, there's even less we can say about that. <laughs> Did you wow. hear what he just said? I, wow. We might actually have to I, do some editing on this show. <laughs> Look, I've never been to one of these before, but if that's what we're talking about at the convention, I may need my money back. You're because... out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Freudian slip, boy. The, the, and that is, and we've covered that in multiple episodes. <laughs> we're not digging he it is up beat here. red right now, boys. I'm telling you right now. It's so funny. It's you, fine. Yeah. It's not a dirty word. Trek is fine. Trek, 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 Trek. I know. I'm totally Actually, when you say it that that fast, that often, it does sound a little dirty. But I'm not saying stop. <laughs> go on. Yeah, yeah, go on. But uh, <laughs> no, no. Let's. I want to. I want to reach back to Star Trek past because we said it again. We have, uh, and I'm going to keep saying it. Okay, you want to reach the Star Trek past? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to talk about uh, because we've already brought it up in in the show. I think in a soon to be aired or recently aired episode. Oh, uh, we were talking to Bradley Weatherholt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we mentioned ah. that you guys had seen. You know, you really enjoyed the uh, the prequels. Yeah, you will. Yeah, he was on. He's been on our. He's been on our show before. Yep. Yeah, great yeah. guy. And we we actually finally got to see the the finished documentary. Really enjoyed it, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but he we we eventually got talking. I forget about exactly what, but it came up that when you guys saw Force Awakens, mm-hmm. your initial reaction was a little vitriolic. Yep. Yeah, I'm not my, mine. Uh, yeah, not mine. No, not not Ryan's. Ryan's was Ryan's was very. Well, go ahead. Almost. Well, no, mine was like <laughs> mine was like when I left the theater, I was like, okay, um, you know, that was great, but it wasn't it wasn't like a George Lucas movie to me. And I told myself as soon as I walked out of that theater that if I go into every Star Wars movie moving forward looking for a George Lucas movie. I'm going to leave kind of mad. So <laughs> this is this is a great movie and and the more we've talked about it the more I've I've really loved the movie and I love the new character and I'm super like I'm I'm super thrilled for episode 8. Like I love all of the new content. And so that it was sort of like my moment was like you know I was watching it the whole time and I didn't really understand like it was it was really good but I was like what did I just watch for two and a half hours and then I I kind of walked out of the theater and was like okay that's what this is. This isn't George Lucas' Star Wars anymore, so I'm not going to go in expecting it, or I'm going to leave every time and be like, man, you know, they ruined it, dog. So, you know, I'm just like... <laughs> but it was an initial shock. Yeah. I, I, mean, was, it, I was initially shocked, for sure. But, you know, I've come to sort of judge everything Star Wars, uh, not as a whole unit um, individually. Like, I don't judge this episode of Rebels necessarily. I, I do, but I've come to kind of look at all the movies and all the episodes of these shows... And just take moments from each one, like the the battle, the final battle duel between um, Kylo Ren and Rey in the snow, is like just as emotional for me as as like Vader dying in Luke's arms. Like the music and 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 the and the and, and what it really means and how it hit me and how I view it, it's all one story. And it's it's you know I've come to kind of like you know what I'm not going to judge this. Like Attack of the Clones is my least favorite, but there are moments in that film that really hit me hard. Like when Anakin's holding his mother and I'm like, ugh, like my heart, you know? So I'm just like, I judge those moments because John Williams is scoring it and it's just amazing. So yeah, I love The Force Awakens. It's it's my favorite movie of all time. Well, I was, <laughs> I'm really glad to hear you say that. And I've been listening to your podcast, especially more recently when, and uh, the whole reason why this whole thing even came up is because we were we were talking to Bradley, who did a whole movie on basically defending the prequels. That's basically what the yeah. what the movie is, which is what you guys do. 
like all the time, and which yeah. I do also. I mean, I'm I'm a big defender. Um, compulsively. Compulsively. Even when people aren't, aren't even bringing it up, I'm going to say, you know, the prequels are good, yeah. and I don't care what you Dinner say. Dinner conversation yeah. gets a little slow. Even if we're just watching Boom, Iron right Man. right to the prequels <laughs> with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but the whole reason why we, that, that this even came up is because I think it was Bradley who had said that there's going to be a generation of people, of kids, who are now adults that are going to watch The Force Awakens, and they're not going to like it because they're not as good as the prequels. And I said, well, yep. you know what? Our friends at Podcast 66 are those, you know, that's the generation. Yep. They're already here. Uh, and well, I just, half of us, half of, I'm 24, Daniel's like 50, so all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you're 35, right? 30, no. 35, yeah. Yeah, but, Daniel's so, but you know, there, there's, there's a, I think that that is, that that is valid because it actually brings up the whole, my whole argument of to why you may like the original trilogy and not the prequel trilogy is because you watched the original trilogy when you were young, and mm-hmm. your tastes change when the style of film doesn't necessarily change. They're the yeah. same styles, but we're not going to get into that here. Yeah, but, I was going to you know say I, mean. I can yeah. counter that just by saying I that I got almost the exact same feeling watching Force Awakens, whereas I got a different feeling from the prequels. I don't think the Force yeah. Awakens was going, which is why you know Daniel oh, yeah, and Ryan I'm not were saying so, it wasn't by design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, but I think that you know Daniel and Ryan were expecting the same style of film, and they didn't get it because the Force Awakens is a little bit more mature, right? Or less well, no, mature, in yeah. my opinion. No, my, my, here's, my, here's my problem with it. I, I'm, I may be 24, but a lot of people tell me you know, I'm, I'm much more of an, an older, you know, older mindset. Like I said, you know, it, it's, I'm, not, I'm not typically – I don't like talking to people my own age. Like, it, it, it annoys me. So um, my, the way I looked at it was like, yeah, I saw the prequels when I was 6, 9, and 12. That's when I saw those age. So, you know, why the, the, the 34-year-old that's watching The Phantom Menace in 99 is like, oh, God, what is this Jar Jar? The 6-year-old two seats down from him is cracking up like this is, this is the greatest thing ever. So there's, there's, there's an emotional attachment I have to those films. But then as I start, started to get older and started to read about George Lucas, like, I love the original trilogy just as much. Like, I'm not a – first off, I'm not a, like, a anything fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. So pretty much you can throw anything Star Wars in front of me, and I'm going to love it all the same. I think it's going to be – like I said, I'll, I'll, there's things that you don't like about it. But, I mean, we can, we can spend all day talking about things we don't like. You know, that's, that's, that, that's not fun to me. Um, but what, what I liked about George Lucas was that every movie he did – it was an innovation, right? He wanted to say, what's the technology? And they say, it's this. He says, well, I'm going to push it farther. And that's what George Lucas did. And we get to episode seven, and it's like they, they were like, well, you know what? We're going, to take, we're going to take you back. We're going to show you things you've already seen before. And it's not, I'm, I'm not one that's prescribed to so that it's a carbon copy of A New Hope, but it was like it was so shackled to nostalgia that George was all about innovating and the newest technologies, and he wanted to kind of push storytelling when this was just like, hey, guys, let's go to trip down memory lane and let's, you know, here we go. Like, and I was looking for more. I was looking for, like, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, they're back. You know, you know hey, look, he said moof milker, like Nerf Herder. How funny is that? But it's like I wanted more. I wanted, a, you know, it felt like the story was hollow to me. Like it just felt like it was, it was, a, it was a love letter to the original trilogy fans. And it's fine. It said it's okay. That's fine. But like, I'm excited for episode eight because I think Ryan Johnson is a is an innovator. He wants to try different things and new things, and that's what that's what I want to look for in Star Wars, just as much as I want to see a good story. I think I think you're absolutely right about Ryan Johnson, first of all, and and I am excited to see that because I think he can work with he can make a lot yeah. out of working with a little, 
And if you give them this much, I, honestly, I can't wait to see it. But I'll also say you're also right that I'll, I'll, I'll just come out and say it. My favorite part, walking out of the theater after Force Awakens. I was like, yeah, I got to see Han and Chewie flying the Millennium Falcon again. And I realized that, that was, that's exactly what I was missing from the prequels. <laughs> yeah. And I said, no, it uh, it maybe makes me seem a little bit like a simpleton or someone who is just desperately trying to get back. But that's 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 what I got. That was that was the high that I got from Force. One. I I almost feel like I should apologize for it, especially well, after watching you know the prequel Strike Back. But I'm not going to. So <laughs> I think there. Ryan has a really good point, and and you back that up. But I, I would disagree with him that for me the story actually is what connected me to it. Um, you know, I appreciate both approaches. I appreciate innovating for the sake of innovation, like George would. And I also appreciate just letting the story do the, the, the talking. And I thought Force Awakens was a great um, soft lob. It was a softball, we call it a softball pitch for Ryan Johnson to just knock it clean over, you know, the remnants of Alderaan. And he's got, oh, I just agree like, with you there. I think, I think that he, he is poised to do something. We'll yeah. all look back at JJ and go, dude, nice pitch. Nice, nice lot. Yeah. 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 yeah, I could see that too. I mean, there is that, you know, when I first saw it um, and, you know, talk about the whole nostalgia thing and, you know, when when Ray and they're trying to run away from those TIE fighters and she's like, no, that one's garbage. Like I didn't yeah. at that moment say, I didn't think to myself at that moment, it, she's talking about the Millennium Falcon. I didn't, it didn't cross my mind because I'm so into, because it was so well done. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm so into the moment and the, the TIE fighters are at him and they're running. And then you, and then she goes, garbage will do. And she turns around right. and it's the Millennium Falcon with, and it's got the fricking, the the tarp is the tarp flying off of it, and, and you're, oh, yeah. it kind of looks like a superhero cape, you know. And it's yeah. and you're just like, yes, the theater, like, yeah, you yeah. know. And and if that's a power of nostalgia, fine, I go, I I love it. it. Yeah, and that's a good. Okay, Mark, yep. I got I got a Marky. Yep, I'm here. I've got something for you. Okay. Um, you're gonna be there all four days of celebration. Yep, that's me. Okay, one thing I think you should definitely do is. Go see The Force Awakens at Celebration with all those people. Because not, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. At Celebration 6 here in Orlando, back in 2012, we sat and watched The uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I've seen it 800 times or something stupid. I don't know. I can't even count, count how many times I've seen it. But it was like seeing it for the first time because when I, the special editions came out, I, there were Star Wars fans in Orlando that saw it, and all my friends came along and family. But this was every, like you said, everybody in the room is like foaming at the mouth, and we all got together yeah. and watched it and laughed and cheered and cried, and it was amazing. So like watching those movies, even though you've seen them twelve times, thirteen times, three hundred times, <laughs> you know they're going to screen all of them. I think they're doing Empire. Jedi and Force Awakens back to back. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, Force Awakens will probably be from like ten to midnight on Thursday night. Are they so, showing Rogue One too? They're actually doing Rogue One and A New Hope back to back on Friday ooh, night. Ooh, that's a good break. Yeah, and that's that. going to be a lot of fun. So that's from seven thirty to midnight on Friday night. That's going to be a blast. And you know everyone's going to be in the room. I'm actually planning on doing that. 
uh, at least for Rogue One, um, because I, I haven't seen it since it came out on Blu-ray. I picked it up, but now I've decided I'm going to save it. Because the last time I saw it was in the theater, and I'm going to wait and watch it at Celebration with all these people. You know, I it, it came in the mail a couple of days ago for me, and I have not watched it either. I think I'm kind of waiting to. At the Celebration in Anaheim a couple of years ago, it was the first mm-hmm. time that they had all three of the prequels in 3D. Um, right. I don't, think you, I don't think that you've had the chance to see that, right? I saw Phantom Menace when they came out in theater, and yeah, I was I saw that. Ex- yeah. yeah, That was amazing. I sat right in front of a family of four a dad, a mom, and two boys, and the boys were like four and six. And it helped me, again, just like watching those movies at Celebration. All of a sudden, I saw The Phantom Menace through even newer eyes. And I always loved that movie, but now it was like 15 years later, and the kids behind me are dying laughing at Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) And when Darth Maul came on, you would have thought it was like Jesus coming back. It was like, oh my god, that is so I, I caught up with him afterwards, and I, was, I I caught the dad. I was like, "Was this their first time?" He's like, "Yes." And I was like, wow. "Dude, that is awesome." I was like, Man, "You just saved my life." Because <laughs> I got to watch the Phantom Menace with the target audience 15 years after its release, and now I re- I thought I got it, but then I was like, "I get it, you now. Get it now." Like this movie, yeah. kick ass because of that. So it, it, it's all about who you see it with, I think. Well, since we got the program opened, you know, I have not even looked at the program yet. Um, do you have yeah. some other, you know, uh, are the things that you're targeting? I mean, other than the the opening 40th anniversary thing, I mean, which is yeah. going to be hard for us to get into, but if you if, if we all work together, we, we might be able to do it. Um, you know, what else are you looking forward to? Well, the thing with those, the, 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 the three big panels on Thursday, you've got a 40th anniversary panel in the morning. Friday's The Last Jedi episode eight preview. That'll be the huge one. And then of course, Saturday, the rebels panel, all three of those, excuse me, uh, you're going to have to either get up butt early or spend the night to really ensure your place in the room when that happens. But as we know, or maybe you don't know, they have at least two theaters that are showing live video simulcast at the same time. So if you don't get into the main room, you get in one of the other rooms. So if you'd rather sleep do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some of us, you know, remember what happened in Anaheim when they showed the Force Awakens trailer, Chewie were home. To to have been in that room with those people on stage when it happened was a different experience. So Well, I was there but I right. was watching it on one of the on one of the um simulcast rooms, on one of the screens. Yeah. I don't know if I could have enjoyed it any more than that. Because yeah. it's not so much about being able to you know, uh, smell the perfume or whatever it is that being in person <laughs> is going to do, but that the right. environment that I was there, that, yeah. that was around you, and when Han comes out and says, Chewie, we're home, and the whole yeah. place just erupts, that's yeah. that's the high. And yeah. you're going to get that whether you see it in person or if you're just in one of the rooms. Or Absolutely. in line watching it on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are going to just, yeah, that's that's going to be great. All right, so. Well, I'm a big Dave Filoni disciple, mm-hmm. and uh, from Clone Wars to Rebels, Dave's it for me. I mean, it was George, and now it's Dave. I, 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 I try to get a hashtag going on Twitter that hashtag Filoni is God, a la, you know, Hendrix is God or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. For me, he could do no wrong. He's he's just the char- most charismatic dude in the industry. He's just, he knows more about Star Wars than any human on the planet. Yeah. 
I would I would argue that. Maybe Pablo Hidalgo. That's it. Mm-hmm. But he's doing a couple panels on um, Thursday. He's got a whole uh, animated panel he's doing. And then we're doing an Ahsoka Lives meetup on Saturday Ooh. after the Last Jedi panel. There's going to be a whole ton of Clone Wars diehards and Ahsoka heads and cosplayers and all that doing a meetup in the lobby. Yes, anybody can come. Right. And I guarantee you Ashley Eckstein will be there mm-hmm. for photo op. For a group photo op, and she'll probably be there hanging out, talking to fans. And in the past, Filoni has also showed up. Um, so who else? Who knows who else might show up? I mean, most of the cast of Rebels will be there, and they're all like close and tight. So it's going to be a cool hang, and that's that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. So that's Saturday at two, and that's going to be a really good time. Um, the anything that you got your eye on as far as buying any of the exclusives? You know what? Honestly, dudes. I'm at the point now, I've been married for over two years, and my wife has conditioned me to take a look at the screenshot on my phone of that awesome action figure, or that really cool poster that I really want, and just look at it and admire it, and then go, all right, cool, let's go pay for a new roof, or let's get together. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. So I really, I mean, there's a lot of things that have come across my radar that I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool, but... You know, even all the exclusive T-shirts, I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd love that, I'd love that, I'd love mm-hmm. that. But I've kind of res- resigned myself to be like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. If, well, if I can I, resist. I think that comes from within, though, and good for you. Right. Because, and no lie, everybody, as you were telling that story, Marky silenced a call from his wife on his cell phone. <laughs> he sure did. It's like she, it's like her, he her ears are pussy. <laughs> She's like, don't be talking about Star Wars and what you're going to buy. <laughs> um, and yeah, well, and you know, I was actually, I have come to that point too. And I was, the only thing that I really looked at as far as on the celebrations, other than all the guests, and let's just quickly yeah. go through it. Hayden Christensen's going to be there, which is a big deal. Oh. Um, yeah. His autograph sold out faster than anybody's. Mark Hamill, is, of course, he's going to be there. Uh, Billy D. Yep. Williams, um, um, uh, Jen Erso, spacing her name. Felicity uh, Jones, yep. Felicity Jones is going to be there. Uh, Matthew Wood's going to be there. Anthony Daniels is going to yeah. be there. Um, God, I mean, uh, all of the cast of Rebels are going to be there. Dave Filoni is going to be Riz there. Ahmed. Uh, Ahmed's going to be there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. I saw all the the amazing um, list of special guests. I think it's just going to be fantastic. Uh, but the other thing that I looked at was all the exclusives. And, yeah, you go through this list, and it is loaded. It's six pages long on the Celebration site. Okay, you have to, and that's not including all the artists that are doing like exclusive right. prints. Right, it's and some of them, but stuff. you're right, not all of them. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. Plus, there's all kinds of collectors' buttons and pins that are not listed there too. Um, I am participating more or less in the pin trading program. I had a lot of fun at it um, a couple years ago. I'm still short. If anybody's got an extra. I need Lando Calrissian from a couple years ago and the TIE Fighter pilot, and I got the whole thing. Um, uh, okay, so but uh, so I'm, I'm going to participate in that, and so you can you buy pins from either the Star Wars Celebration people, or you go to these uh, vendors, or you buy mm-hmm. it at the shop there, and then you trade with other people and you try to get the whole set. It's a lot of fun. It's really hard to do, but it's really fun because it makes you talk to people. Right. Yep. It's a great way to break the ice with people. And here's a little tip for all of you guys that are participating in the, tra- in the pin trading program. There are staff members. They're, they're usually wearing, like, orange shirts. They're, they're very easy to spot. 
and they have lanyards on with all kinds of pins on them. Some of those pins are exclusive to staff members. You can only get them mm -hmm. from them, but they also have a whole bunch because staff members at Celebration cannot reject a trade for a pin. So if you see them, anything they've got, they any, have to trade. They have to trade for any of your pins. They have to be Even from their that exclusive year. ones. Whatever, whatever these aren't you want. the pins you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> any of the pins, they have to trade you. So, you know, they should be your first targets. You know, because the hardest. Stay on to get target. Stay on target. Stay on target. Exactly. I got a million of them. Guys. <laughs> keep, 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 keep them coming. Keep Don't them coming. stop. Don't right. stop now. And so as I was going through this big, this long exclusive list, I did narrow it down. Uh, I know what mm -hmm. I'm getting. It's modest, believe me. I am getting the mm -hmm. Hasbro Luke Skywalker uh, six-inch black series figure with the foil trim. Well, okay. that's not much smaller than a Womp Rat back home. Nope, you can shoot it. You can <laughs> yeah, shoot it we can all play this game, Daniel. <laughs> I like and, impre impressive, very uh, impressive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that I was going to get is because I've been collecting these, uh, it's the Gentle Giant. They are continuing their Ralph McQuarrie mini busts, and they finally got to the to the. I think it's the Star Killer one that looks like George Lucas. So, ah. Yeah, and so I've been collecting these. They they always release them at Celebration or at Comic Con, and so I, you know, this is hopefully this is the last one. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think so. That's it, though. You know, so I got those. Those are my two things. Um, I'm going to make those a point to get. I should come out winners. They sell out right away. So if, if you have your eyes on something, my suggestion for everybody out there is keep it to a couple of things and, you know, fo fo also focus on that. Go go as soon as possible. Go in the morning. The like, you, beeline yeah. to it. Yeah. Like just yeah. go right to it. Because uh, day two, a lot of that stuff, gone. Yeah. Most of the guys yeah. are pretty good about allotting – some for every single day. So if right. you miss out on Thursday, go back Friday, get up earlier this time, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so if that's, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, before we let you go, I got to ask you, since we're all in this, uh, what, what do you young kids call this, the Star Trek mood? We got. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're, you're really pissing me off with this. I, <laughs> I know. It's I'm, great. I'm we always are, in the Star Trek We mode, are yeah. Star Warriors. <laughs> Ooh. I don't think I, I've ever heard that. Well, because I totally just coined it. But, but we, that's we, good. Actually, we, sh we should Put be called something. All right. You should be called something, and I'll get to that behind your back. Point being, <laughs> we've uh, we, while we're talking about Star Wars, uh -huh. Disney, Anaheim, Orlando, all this, uh -huh. uh, it turns out there are even more Star Wars shows out there. Yep on the Disney XD channel, mm -hmm. we just learned, like the Lego Star Wars. Do you guys, are you, is your fandom so deep that you watch those? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan loves the Freemaker Adventures. I watched the first season of the Freemaker Adventures, mm -hmm. um, and it was enjoyable for what it was. Like, I'm not tuning in to get epic writing and, like, so deep story, and it's sort of like, hey, I have the Disney XD app on my Apple TV. There's nothing on TV. There's a whole season I can just sit here and watch. And believe it or not, I actually found myself enjoying it. I mean, it was, like I said, it wasn't episode seven and it won't be as good as episode eight, but it was, it was a nice sort of like the animations, the way they do it's really cool. So I can appreciate people that do good work and that was good work. So, well, I think, and it's, and it's funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Well, I think you, 
he is going to love our next guest because we actually talked about that and about you how got a Lego. No, well, we have oh. we have <laughs> we're we have still waiting compo- for a callback from Lego. <laughs> <laughs> we have the composer um, of the Lego Star Wars Freemaker series, which is the one that that yep. Ryan likes. Uh, we yep. actually had a chance to to a lot of people like him. it apparently. A lot of people do, and this is a, this is a popular thing. I just and, I, when I heard Lego Star Wars, I assumed he wrote music for the video game. No, it was the show, and I had no idea there was a show. This is just what blew yeah. my mind that Disney is actually even they themselves are making non-canon Star Wars. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, um, not to be too too in deep on Lego Star Wars, but they actually have a member of the story group, Leland Chi, Lucasfilm Story Group who works on the show with them. So it's not canon, but he's there, so they don't contradict stuff so bad that it's like, you know, like, you know, there's not a, there's not um, you know, Spock doesn't come walking in the background, you know, it's like there it's it's he's actually working with the crew and um and so that that way they can be like this isn't technically canon, but the member of the story group who makes decisions on like episode 8 is also working on Lego Star Wars, so they're actually taking it quite seriously without it like sort of being canon to the rest of Star Wars. So Disney, the big white glove in entertainment. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't cross them. <laughs> that's right. Well, see, that's awesome because we uh, we did, as I said, we just talked to uh, a composer from uh, Michael Kramer mm-hmm. who uh, wrote the theme. He's been working with the Lego people a lot. Now he gets to work with the Lego people and the Star Wars people. Yeah. And someday he'll get to work with the Star Trek people. But I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him yet. Uh, anyway, uh, let's. You know what, Magic Interview Machine? Why don't you give us this little chat that we had with Michael Kramer? Meanwhile, well, I'm glad we're getting right into it, uh, Michael. Michael Kramer, who works uh, a little bit, I, I guess, with uh, AV equipment, uh-huh. composer for. Uh, Lego Star Wars, uh, you know, is actually a point of contention. We can't figure out which series you are writing music for. Are they games? Are they series? Where are they? What's happening? Yeah, so I write uh, music for a TV show on Disney XD. It's called Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures. Okay, that's that's your that's your bread and butter position. That's your that's your bring home the bacon job. That's the. <laughs> His silence tells me it's true. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, well, we actually had a chance to sample. Um, oh, this is Marquis, by the oh, way. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello, this is Marquis talking. Um, yeah, we had. Hey, Marquis. Hey, buddy. Uh, we had a chance to sample. Um, I guess uh, we got sent over. It was like your greatest Star Wars uh, hits, um, and so we listened to about. It, it probably totaled about I don't know 30 minutes or so. <laughs> so you have a lot of hits, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we couldn't help but notice just now. I don't. I don't know what the. Uh, we had a, a voice actor on recently that uh, he used the term aping. You know, if he was copying the performance of another uh, actor. What do you call it in the yeah. music business? Because obviously, there's a lot of John Williams that's been influencing you here. Well, I mean, the thing is that, you know, writing Star, uh, music for Star Wars, there's, as you guys know, there's been so much of a uh, um, uh, musical universe that's been set up. And, you know, just like, you know, the customer has to, uh, when he makes a, a costume for Rogue One, it has to feel like it fits in, you know, mm-hmm. part of the old movies. It's The same goes for the soundtrack. It's, it's got to feel like part of the universe. So, 
Yeah, I mean, the other thing to consider, too, is you have to also be authentic to yourself as a, as a composer. It's kind of like, you know, splitting uh, the difference between those two is staying authentic to your own voice, but then, you know, making sure that it sounds like a Star Wars score. Well, have you ever, like, uh, had the producers come to you and say, you know what, we need it more John Williamsy? Shut your own voice up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. No, I mean, you know, there's specific moments like, uh, you know, we want it to sound like, uh, you know, at one landing sequence in, uh, in prequels, you know, things. It can be very specific, but uh, sounding um, a little bit more right. like, like John. Um, yeah, so I mean, oh, the, it's John the, the now. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> my good old pal Johnny. Um, yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's this balancing act of trying to make it sound like you know your own stuff, and then making it also sound like a, a Star Wars score. So it's, it's a balancing act for sure. I I do remember watching the the Man of Steel you know, five years ago or whatever, and. It was the first Superman movie that I've ever seen that didn't have John Williams' music, and yeah. and you see him flying around and all that stuff. And I was just, I just remember thinking, man, this needs John Williams' music. <laughs> you know, like it just didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel right. And so I could see why it would have to be a part of what you do. But yeah. as experienced as I am uh, watching these movies and these cartoons and all that stuff, uh, there was a lot of you in there too. You know, so. Uh, I do give you a lot of credit. I could kind of tell where it was um, kind of new and different, but on the spirit, you know, you were definitely on on point. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's often hard to tell, you know, uh, objectively. Like, where am I at? Is, is this is this? Am I striking the right balance right now? I have no idea. Well, and there there are a few bars that are straight up sampling too. I'm sure you did that on purpose, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. mean the so the the cool thing is is that we do get to use uh his his melodies mm-hmm. uh from time to time where it's appropriate. So that's been really fun, you know, to actually use Johnny's melodies. <laughs> <laughs> um and and then also, you know, combine it with the the new melodies that we have for the characters in Premaker Adventures. So, so you know, one of my favorite um things was in uh in season, uh episode 2 of season 1 got to combine like the force theme with Rowan's theme they kind of like did this little play with each other or layered on top so that kind of stuff is is really fun that one's on the greatest hits i know exactly that that like moment where you hear the little you know that little that little force chime and then yeah i I totally i I was gonna ask when you say you get to use his melodies does that mean you just pull out an mp3 or is it like you get the orchestra together and say, all right, this is how we are going to change the master's work to fit this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's very much like, okay, let's look at the music. Let's copy the orchestration. This is what it needs to be. Like, uh, I think, you know, when we were doing some of the rebels music, uh, that was, that was very close uh, to what he did and changing in a few areas to kind of arrange it for the scene. But it was, you know, it was just very close to what he did. Um, and then there's other times where you know we want to make a, make it fresh, something something different. So I think what always in my mind what always makes a good cover song, uh, you know, relating to like the in pop uh, music uh, terms, what makes a good cover song is that it's not just a straight up copy. It brings something unique um, to the mix. 
So, yeah, that's, that's what we try to do is we, we try to be respectful of it but also make it fresh. Hmm. Well, and I, I don't think that you're um... – I think that you're following in like these like footsteps that are because uh, I believe that when George Lucas wrote the original script, he actually had a lot of classical theme and, and like he was actually listening to that type of music when he was writing. And I guess from like one of the first cuts of the film before John Williams kind of laid his track in, he put it to like these classical you know tunes that we all know. You know, it's the stuff that we hear in oh. every single elevator. So, you know, yeah. it, it was always kind of meant to kind of, you know, bridge off of somebody else. It was it was always kind of there. It sounds some some familiarity. Correct. It makes it easier to listen yeah. to something. Right. Is that your understanding? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's interesting. I've, I've actually never heard that before, mm-hmm. that he tempted in with classical music before John mm-hmm. got there. Yeah. Um, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, this is just carrying – uh, you know, John was inspired by you know a bunch of uh, romantic British composers. You know, I'm inspired by his work and you know those those original composers as well. So it's it's just trying to you know use the this this idea of you know the grand space opera um, and and, uh, and and use it to its its maximum effect uh, in this this kind of storytelling. Well, that's great. And you know what? If you have to be, if your work has to be beholden to someone else's original score, you could do much worse. Uh, and that's, <laughs> and, yeah. that's, and there's, there's not a small amount of pressure on this either. You are, you know, you have a, a major role in a very major franchise, but that's not the least of it. That's not your only one because there's another word that goes in your resume that is almost as big pop culture wise. And that's Legos. Uh-huh. You've been working with the Lego yeah, people. Yeah. For quite a while, Ninja Go, I assume, is not based on any John Williams melody. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's been really uh, a wild ride working with uh, the folks at, at Lego. You know, we've been, I've been working on Ninjago for I don't know, six, almost seven years now. Um, so yeah, I, I really cut my teeth. On these plastic bricks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know what? One thing that I really love about working um, with with Lego and their sensibilities is that they it's it's just so playful. Uh, you know, they're not afraid to, uh, to be irreverent and and play with the material. Um, and that's that's and, and for Star Wars, that's that's really fun. You know, there's it's fun to kind of uh, pull. Uh, poke holes in, you know, uh, the franchise a little bit and not necessarily make fun of it, but, uh, but, but play with it in, in, in really fun ways. I'm so glad you said that because I'm tired of all the damn canon all the time. Like, why can't we just have, fun, yeah. you know, why can't we be goofy, you know, like it's, we, we, that's, and I'm a big Star Wars fan, but we take ourselves way too seriously sometimes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and I, I get it. You know, it, I, I I totally understand when people are like, wait, is it canon? Oh, it's not canon? Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. No. Legos as Star Wars, when their heads are popping off and they're being replaced by lampshades, no, it's not canon. <laughs> it's definitely not canon. <laughs> yeah. No. But, but, but because it's not canon, um, you know, there's there's a lot of freedom there. Um, to to play with uh, these these themes and these characters in a way that you can't when it is canon, so that's that's really fun. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know when you're like when you're a kid and you have all the toys, and in this case you have all the Legos, 
and you build something and you're and you're playing with something, your imagination takes it to places. You know, it's not it's fun. And that's what watching these movies is about. You're you're really just kind of in a way the playing's being done for you. <laughs> and you just kinda get to watch and just enjoy this stuff. It's it's goofy and silly. I, yeah. Oh, suddenly I feel lazy now. Though. We are I, lazy. I think I felt better about the whole concept before you started talking. I'm sorry. I know I, where, I know where your heart is, but <laughs> I like how lazy this, this entertainment can be. Yes. Well we have Michael here. I mean, no. he he's you know, your music is no small part of it because it it takes the music to actually Feel like Star Wars. Yeah, you know, it and, can... and Legos without music is just parents cursing. <laughs> yeah, you're right, <laughs> <laughs> and those are expensive toys. Yeah, very true. Very expensive plastic bricks. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, the, the the music, you know, it's it's uh, it does play a huge part in uh, in the show, and um, that's you know that's it's really exciting, but it's it it's also very scary at first, you know, just because. Uh, it's it's such a beloved franchise, and you know you just want to do right by what's what's come before musically. Even you know it is it is plastic bricks, and you know their their hair falls off from time to time. But yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot you know of like, I mean? wigs and hats being transferred. Yeah. If I remember the movies. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. Your mouth. Yeah, your job, I would say, is uh, is even though it has the kind of the built-in constraint, like this has to conform to. A musical universe that was created before you. You still, you still have input. You still get to play around in there. You can still do kind of what you want. You know, I'm not. Yeah. It's not like I work with you. I don't know how hard the studio is. No, no, ab- absolutely. You know, um, the, the whole team that I work with, the, the producers, um, the, the writers, the directors, everybody involved. Um, they've been really supportive. Of you know, uh, I'll. I'll you know, make a suggestion that's a little bit unorthodox, and they'll kind of like tilt their head and be like, "Really? Well, oh, okay. Uh, we trust you." And you know, <laughs> they 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 do. Um, so it's it's been fun to kind of branch out a bit and you know expand the the Star Wars musical universe a bit. And uh, yeah, it's, they've been incredibly supportive as I've done that. All right. Well, as we know, uh, we have a few minutes left with you. There's a Big Star Wars party going on, uh, Orlando. I hear you're going. Did I hear correctly? Yeah, it's my my first one. I'm really pumped. Hey, your All first right. celebration. Atta Congratulations. Yeah. I've been to this will this will be my third. Um, and I'm okay. super excited well, like, about it. Do you it. have any? Do you have any? Uh, die, uh, you know, like really important uh, advice for me as I'm going in. <laughs> um. Wear nice shoes, like good, sh- good, not nice okay. shoes, good shoes. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't have to look there. good. They don't have to look good, but wear some good walk-in shoes. And have be- one bottle of water, one bottle of vodka, and label them correctly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good tip. Very important. Yep, don't yep. Them up. And be prepared for your best moments to be in line waiting to see something else. I mean, that's oh. I mean, that's when all the you know, do the prequel suck conversations come up? Uh, how much, you know, like that's where you get into what does the force mean? Who is Ray's father? Like you're going to get all that stuff. Um, it's waiting in line and hopefully you got something to say and to contribute, you know? Um, so I don't oh. know. 
make yourself a schedule, but don't plan on sticking to it too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good kind of advice yeah. all around. Yeah. Um, and have fun, yeah. you know. Uh, now, I should ask you, are you going there with any – are you are you a part of any of the panels? I'm sure you're going to be there in some capacity. Yeah. 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 So um, on Sunday, I think that's the 16th, um, uh, Bill Motz and Bob Roth, who are the creators of the show, um, I'm going to be on the panel with them at I think it's 11 a.m. And we're going to share a little bit of uh, the behind the scenes of creating the show, which will be really, really fun. Be great. I think they're going to show some artwork and uh, play a little uh, new music from season two. It's going to be great. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, all right. Okay, so there you go, everybody. If you make it out to Celebration this year, like some people here in the studio are going to do, congratulations, Marky. That's right. But not all of us. I'm so sorry for myself. (laughs) Uh, You you can go catch this panel among so many others. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and now I know that we called you late and, and you only have so much time, but there's a quick game we like to play here on the show, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. With every composer we talk to. Oh, yeah, All right. this game. I, I totally remember this. Here we go. We've got a number of answers. I want your original take. This is okay. basically this is an elevator pitch game. I'm a big producer for a new Saturday morning uh, cartoon, <clears throat> and you have got to give me your best take on, on how you would uh, frame the theme. Now, okay. here, here are the facts. The parameters. The parameters. Yeah. If I recall, I should have I should have written this down two years this ago. This is the pitch. But this yeah. is, I recall, <laughs> this is what the show is. It's a Saturday Saturday morning cartoon about dogs on Mars yep. who are sheriffs in an old west town. <laughs> what's what's your idea for on, a theme? Dogs on Mars who are, who are sheriffs in an old west town. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Director, so... Uh, I want to do space music, but in a Western genre, and I want to go sample dog barks, and I want to create, like, space sounds out of dog barks, but really, like, Western-sounding space barks. And uh, you're you're going to love it. Western-sounding space barks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We did have more than one floor if you wanted to expand, but... Still, no one has it's said exactly that. It's going to be spacey and, and echoey. You're, you're uh-huh. going you're gonna to lose it. Oh, mm. my gosh. I mm. really want to hear this. This sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, the next time I talk to you, I expect you'll have a loop ready for us. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah, done. try it. Yeah. Pitch it. yeah. <laughs> okay, pretty good. Although this continues the streak, I think you are probably the sixth composer we've talked to over the years, and no one has actually said laser blast. No one said the laser one <laughs> sound that I want as the producer. We've had a lot of responses. I guess. I guess you can make barking. R- r- what was it? Uh, echoey space western barks. It was pretty good. Yes. Yes. I yeah. like it. I don't know if I've got a but clear I, picture I, of what hired? that would be, but you're, you're, you got I, the job. I, I like did it. Did I get the job? I, I can. I can. I can kind of picture because you know, like that old the old Clint Eastwood one. The well, what if it's yeah. yeah. But, but you replace that oh, with that space sparks. Yes, he got the I job. Can't. Well, I don't hear. I don't necessarily hear outer space though. Well, he has to synthesize it, okay. and then it's well, done. Exactly. Well, reverb. 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 Okay. Uh, well, we have one more talk today with uh, a Nio Morricone. After that, I'm pretty sure we'll call you back. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. Um, uh, have fun in Orlando. It's going to be a celebration to end all celebrations, um, and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Really appreciate it. Bye, man.
the new Kyber Saber. I'd like to hold it. When can I hold it? Lego Star Wars, the free maker adventure, premieres Monday, June 20th at 10 on Disney XD. All right, everybody. There we go. That was uh, Michael Kramer once again. Uh, boy, everybody in the world is willing to talk Star Wars. <laughs> that never <laughs> ends. If Star Wars, I remember when Star Wars was at San Diego Comic Con. This is like in '09 or whatever. Steve Sansweet came. This is after Episode Three came out, and they were the actual theme, and they and they made shirts. It said Star Wars is forever. Basically telling you that mm-hmm. it's, we're not going to take 20 years again to come out with something, you know? Star Wars is forever. Right. I believe it now more than ever. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. And Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you might as well. Yes. And Star Trek <laughs> overarchingly <laughs> forever. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. That's it then. Uh, I feel like uh, we have prepped everybody. We've gotten them in the right headspace mm-hmm. for, uh, for Star Wars Celebration, uh, which, once again, let's go ahead and recap. The best thing about Star Wars Celebration is uh, how to put it. All right, let's say you put up any kind of uh, video on YouTube that that has something to do with Star Wars, and you just put it out in the wild. You are going to get uh, like a 10 to 1 ratio of people calling you Hitler (laughs) or spamming you versus people who are like, that's awesome. I love seeing it, even even if you're not even licensed, et cetera. You go do that same kind of behavior just with the celebration crowd. Flip those stats. Yep. Yep. You are only going to get one Hitler for every ten people who go, like, fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. There are no Hitlers at celebration. We don't put up with that. That's it's all right. I love right. it. That's I do want to encourage everybody to add to your Easter egg hunts. And I am willing, I have a few Force Awakens iTunes download codes so if you guys are hearing me and if you and if you're at celebration you tweet me i'll meet you and i'll hand you these codes okay if you don't have force awakens yet for some stupid reason uh i got some (laughs) codes for you okay so we're looking for a picture of you with darth taxis he has no idea he's participating in this by the way um or (laughs) stormtrooper elvis uh and i'll have a couple of force awakens codes okay everybody good Yes. All right. That was yeah. pretty self-serving. Thank you, Marquis. Right. I'm totally selfish. All right. Let's do this in order. Daniel, uh, you got anything you want to add or anything you want to plug? Ahsoka lives. That's all I got for you. That a nice. Ryan? Thank you guys for having us on. You guys are awesome. Oh, no. Uh, thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. You're the yeah. one helping us out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if you haven't heard our show, podcast66.com slash episodes. There you go. All 101 of them. Episode 101 actually went live while we were talking, so 101 episodes, backlogged, can't say that they're all good. Most of them probably actually kind of suck, but give us a chance, <laughs> and uh, and you may like it. Also, looking forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for having us on your show. And, uh, you know, I, I think some people that I've talked to that have been Celebration tell me the best parts of Celebrations are the ones you didn't plan for. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. We can't, good could, could not end this on a better note. And Keep Daniel, that's how you do a plug. Congratulations on 101 <laughs> episodes, guys. Damn. Absolutely. 101. Thanks, buddy. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. See you Orlando way. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.